Hi, it's Mark Sisson. Welcome to the Primal Blueprint Podcast, where we deliver a variety of fresh content to help you live awesome. Enjoy the show. Engage with us online at marksdailyapple.com and on social media, and send your questions to info at primalblueprint.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Primal Blueprint Podcast. Again, the best guest we could ever have, the founder of this podcast, Mark Sisson. How are you? Great, Al. How are you? Good. So this is a conversation I've actually never had with you, and I think a lot of people are very curious about, um, although I've heard you talk about it in bits and pieces over the years. You know, you, you used to be a personal trainer, and I remember you telling me, like, at the time you met Carrie and she was pregnant with Devin, you know, you were making $40,000 a year. It was sort of a humble beginnings. How did entrepreneurship, where did you start? I know you've started a bunch of different businesses, this failed, that. Give us a little timeline of how you even got to starting Primal Kitchen, and then we'll, you know, talk all about the new company. Well, you know, the the, the famous talking head song about uh, you may find yourself behind the wheel of a large automobile. <laughs> you may find yourself with a beautiful wife in a beautiful house. And you may ask yourself, well, how did I get here? <laughs> right. So um, letting the days go by. Um, yeah, it's been a very interesting uh, and circuitous route with a lot of pivots. And that's the term I like to use a lot, a lot of pivots. Um, you know, I, I could go all a bit back to the beginning, but I won't. So you, you sort of set the starting point as I was a personal trainer when I met my wife. Um, I was also painting houses. So I didn't, I wasn't making enough initially as a personal trainer. So I was painting houses and, uh, and then I got, um, good at the training thing and it became, I became one of the, you know, the, the higher paid personal trainers in Los Angeles because I had done an Ironman and finished fourth at, at Hawaii. And in those days, a lot of the big heavy players wanted to, uh, uh, you know, the, 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 the type A's in Hollywood wanted to do a triathlon. So I got a lot of work training those guys. Um, it was a lot of work training them. And I, and, and I, while I liked it, it was not something I was going to make a career of. Uh, so I started writing books about training. I wanted to sort of, uh, expand my repertoire and I wanted to be able to reach more people with my training concepts. Um, the books kind of morphed from training elite athletes into training average people on how to lose weight, as did my clientele. Uh, I, uh, at some point, I wanted to create a line of uh, supplements that people could take to enhance their training. And I was really into this notion of um, performance enhancement through natural means. And supplements were something I knew a fair amount about. And they were they were legal. And they were um, kind of there was a lot of interest in them. So I started creating nutritional supplements. Uh, the company I started was called Primal Nutrition. And out of the blocks, I started making um, a number of very high-end uh, multivitamin, multimineral antioxidant products that I would, um, I, I, I found a nice little outlet on television. I would buy time on these cobbled together uh, cable network health, health shows. Uh, and I would sponsor the, the show and I'd go on and talk about diet and exercise and being healthy and general well-being. And, and then I would say, oh, by the way, I have these great supplements. You should try them. Uh, it was a very soft sell approach, but it also relied uh, a lot on my uh, educating the public. Uh, and because I'm telling you, and you were working out of your apartment. I mean, I remember Kyle told me when he was a little kid, he remembers you packing boxes, shipping out supplements. It's not like you had an immediate warehouse right off oh the start. Oh my God. You were 
doing this from oh home, right? <laughs> no, we not only did it from home, we did it from his room. So, so <laughs> oh, that's so, why he's not so, the memory. So I, we would we would pick and pack out of the small bedroom where where my two kids had a bunk bed, Devin on the top and and Kyle on the bottom. Um, it was uh, it was amazingly crazy times, and I and I look back with a great deal of fondness on that. So I grew this supplement business on the strength of these television appearances. Um, and it, and it literally, I mean, I was making a very nice living for somebody who, uh, you know, was again, working out of his house and didn't have, uh, I had like three people on my staff, you know, I had one person, a salesperson answering the phones and I had a, and I had somebody picking and packing and that was pretty much it. Did very well for a number of years. And, and I added a few more people over time as it grew, but then about 2004, uh, and this is probably seven or eight years into this, um, I started to uh, my my business model started to dry up. There was a uh, something was happening in television where um, there were now uh, you know three hundred cable channels that you could so the choices that you could watch TV on were like almost infinite, uh, and so that brought the viewer the average viewership down a lot. Uh, the internet was coming on uh, strong, so people were buying stuff on the internet, uh, and I didn't have a website to sell stuff on the internet. Uh, and, uh, my business was drying up. I was losing customers, not because they didn't like me, but because in the, in the business that I'm in, you know, continuity is a big thing. And you have, once you have a customer, you want to keep that customer as long as you can. Um, but there's a churn rate, you know, you, you get some new customers on some only last for a month or two months or four months. Um, by the way, I've had some customers for 22 years, uh, who haven't missed a month for 22 years. So there's that too. But, um, you know, in, in 2004, when I started to lose money, um, I was spending more money on my advertising than I was making in the business. And I thought, geez, this is not going to work. Uh, so I, um, I did a, a year where I produced and directed and started my own TV show called Responsible Health. I uh, shot 52 half-hour episodes of that. Uh, we aired it on uh, Travel Channel. I bought, bought time on Travel Channel every morning at 8.30 in the morning. Uh, and that ran for a while, but, but lost tons of money. I lost um, maybe a million and a half bucks doing that. That's money I, I couldn't afford to lose. Um, so I had to kind of pivot again. And that's when I, I realized that I was really good at creating content, if I do say so myself. Uh, and, <laughs> yeah, I agree. And, um, and I didn't need to spend thousands of dollars per half hour producing it for television and then thousands of dollars per half hour to place it on TV. I could start a blog and the blog would be free and, and you know, I would be and, and, the, and the distribution would be free. Now, the challenge would be getting eyeballs to my site. Right. That was that's always the challenge. But I started Mark's Daily Apple in 2006 and it really, you know, it took off slowly, didn't take off with any kind of a bang. But I had a lot of very avid fans. People understood the concept of paleo. Uh, people understood the concept of primal. I introduced some some of the concepts like the primal blueprint, like grok uh, in the, those early days. And over the years, um, I I was building a kind of a media empire and, and then I was my own advertiser with the supplements. And for the longest time, people would buy the supplements and they would, and then buy that, they'd buy my books and they, in my seminars. And of course, Mark Stanley Apple was free. So you could hundreds of thousands, millions of people would just, you know, tune into Mark Stanley Apple on a regular basis and, 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 you know, never bought anything from me. That was fine with me. Again, it wasn't costing me anything to do that. So, as the years rolled on and I started writing more and more about food and, 
and, and started complaining about the food in the, in the normal marketplace and how um, it was difficult to find good condiments and sauces and dressings and toppings. In fact, in 2011, um, I published a book um, and it was called uh, The Primal Blueprint Sauces, Dressings and Toppings book. And it was just and that's all it was, because I recognized early on that when you clean up your diet, when you get rid of the crap, when you get rid of the processed foods and get rid of the sugars and the added sugars and the, and the added fake flavoring and the industrial seed oils and all that other stuff, the list of foods that you can eat is a fairly small list. You know, when you come right down to it, it's not a lot of food. It's good food. But what makes the difference is how you prepare it. The sauces, the dressings, the toppings, the methods of preparation. That's what makes the primal blueprint diet. That's what makes a keto diet. That's what makes a low-carb diet and even just a real food diet sustainable and palatable and exciting and fun. It's the sauces, the dressings, and toppings. And around 2014, I just I had an aha moment. I said, geez, I mean, there's no company that's making the kind of sauces that I'm that I'm writing recipes for online every week, how to make your own mayonnaise, how to make your own ketchup, how to make your own barbecue sauce, how to make salad dressings. And I thought, well, somebody ought to do that. And that's somebody, mm, maybe that'll be me. So glad it was. So I started um, literally in my kitchen. And uh, early on, I, I, I hired... I remember this, too, because you had some, like, crazy half-assed masking tape labeled jars in your fridge, and you were doing well, you, all of this. You were, you were there through that whole process. I mean... Yeah, yeah, the mayo was amazing. I mean, uh, you were like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. And, and the mayo, that's such a key condiment, man. That's the thing that we give up, and, you know, it's kind of a pain in the ass to make. You're not going to make it every day, especially if you want it on hand, ready to go. It was, it was the holy grail of this whole process. Like, totally. Like, that first year, um, I uh, if you if you came into my kitchen early on, you would see there would have been a, a ketchup, you know, a natural ketchup, uh, a relish, a barbecue, a, 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 a Carolina Gold barbecue sauce, a red barbecue sauce, two weird um, like, like a Thai coconut, uh, salad dressing, uh, a couple of salad dressings, um, uh, and some mayonnaise. And at the end of a year, that first year, 2014, we couldn't, we couldn't figure out how to make all of it. And I wanted to, I wanted to launch it all at once and we couldn't figure out how to make it all. And we just made this decision. Like the only thing that we could actually make to scale uh, and fulfill all of the criteria being, you know, no nasty ingredients, all great ingredients, taste great, was the mayonnaise. And that turned out to be a godsend because uh, the mayonnaise, it took off like gangbusters. I mean, you were uh, the first avocado oil, non-crappy yes. mayonnaise out there. Let's just be clear, yes. because right soon after people started to sort of follow, but you were the first one. Oh, yeah. No, uh, imitation is a sincerest form of flattery, but we were absolutely the first one. And it was... Uh, you know, and it was game changing. It was revolutionary. Uh, and it really showed me that we were onto something. Um, I tell a, a story here about when we were still uh, working out of the Malibu offices. Um, by, by then, we'd moved from my, from my kid's bedroom to, um, to Malibu. Uh, but we still only had like 1,500 square feet of offices in Malibu. And, and uh, Morgan and I are getting ready to do the first uh, the launch of the mayonnaise. And it was only like February of 2015, not that long ago. Uh, and we, and, and I, I call the manufacturer up and I say, uh, you know, what's the smallest batch that we can make? Uh, because this only has a one year shelf life and I don't want, I don't want to have to have this stuff uh, on my shelves, you know, for a year and a half, two years or whatever. And my manufacturer said, well, the smallest batch we can make is 2000, excuse me, uh, 12,000 jars. 
2,000 keys. Yikes. 12,000 jars. And, I, and I, that's what I said. It was like, yikes, Jesus, that's a lot. That's a, that's a big investment if, it doesn't, if this doesn't you know, go over. Um, but we did it. And uh, that first shipment, uh, they had to d- deliver it to the street outside of uh, the Miramar building. And then we had to go outside on the, and, and un, unload the pallets and bring the boxes in by hand because we could, the, the doorway was, uh, it was an office building. It wasn't big enough to fit a pallet through, right? So uh, we had to unload by hand all these things. And anyway, the, the end result was uh, of the 12,000 jars that first run, we sold out in 10 days. So that was that was the real um, proof of the concept was that and we didn't just do it through Mark's Daily Apple and the site because I did have you know the, the ability to ship uh, mayonnaise directly to your home, which was a new concept as well, uh, mail or mayonnaise. Um, but, you know, I had, I had been an early investor in Thrive Market and Thrive took it, took it on and used the mayonnaise as a um, as a premium for membership in their new business. Uh, and so we sort of Thrive Market and I uh, and, and Primal Kitchen grew together in that first uh, 2015 window. And now, oh, my God, there are so many products and it keeps coming. So it started with the mayo. Now we've got garlic aioli. There's pesto mayo. There's chipotle lime mayo. And I mean, how many dressings and sauces now at this point? It's like over 30, right? Oh, way over 30. Yeah, we have. Um, because we have, um, I'm going to say 14 or 15 salad dressings now. And if you go to Whole Foods, you know, we have a whole, a whole shelf in just about every Whole Foods at eye level of all of our salad dressings. We have, we have several pasta sauces. Uh, we have, you know, uh, we, we, I think one of my favorite products is our organic unsweetened ketchup. Yes. Uh, that's, that's, that's something that I could not believe no other company had solved for. And in the last 10 years, when every mom knew that high fructose corn syrup was a big issue with ketchup, how it was that no company could come up with a solution for that. Uh, and so, so we did. And it didn't take long. I mean, once we set about to do it, we, we created it. And um, like it won like the major award at one of the best, one of the top food shows in the world uh, at Expo East. It won the Consumer Choice Award, which is always kind of the best thing. Um, but then recently we've, you know, we've got, um, you know, barbecue sauces, pasta sauces, uh, and now uh, all the different collagen flavors. Let's talk about that because we started with unflavored collagen powder, which I use every day. But now you've got these collagen quenches like there's the pineapple mango. There's a berry. There's the matcha. Oh, my God. The matcha keto latte mix is yeah, such Isn't a good it? mouthfeel. No, it's, no, it's, 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 it's so delicious. Right. It's it's like its own drink. Right. You don't need to add it to anything. You just add some hot it's water. water. Yeah. Yeah. I have hot water. I, and I do that, uh, you know, to the um, to the chai as well. Um no, and then we have, you know, we have the bars. We've had the, we, we were the, sort of the first company to do collagen bar, uh, and that was because I'm, I'm a big fan of collagen. Uh, and then now, like this is this is going to be a, a huge uh, shift. We have we're introducing frozen foods. Yeah, let's talk and about that. So I, before we talk about the details of that, I want to say so. Damn it! For the longest time, Mark and I interviewed someone a while back. I forget his name on the show, but he he had sort of kind of come out and admitted like, hey, I've been in the shady food industry for a while and I've pulled all these shady moves. I'm just going to be honest about it. And he said, hey, have you noticed when you ever walk walk by the frozen section, it doesn't seem like you could just get a decent meal without a ton of carbs or pasta or junk associated with it, right? And so how has that changed? Because I know you're not putting that out there. Oh my God, no. No, again, these look, these all have to meet my standard. These are all things that that I wished existed because because I don't like to cook. 
<laughs> people say, hey, Mark, you have eight cookbooks. You must love to cook. I'm like, no, I love to eat. Um, and so I have eight cookbooks so I can tell people what to make me for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, uh, so, so one of the things that I thought was going to be a real um, shift in, in the marketplace was our frozen meals. And we have uh, three frozen bowls and we have three frozen skillet meals. Uh, Tell us about those. Uh, so these are uh, complete. They're basically complete, like keto um, friendly for the most part. Um, I mean, when I say for the most part, like some of them might have like 12 you know, grams of, of, of high glycemic index carbs and that's it. But, you know, higher in protein, uh, healthy fats, uh, organic. So in the bowls, we have like a mushroom and beef bowl. Um, I just had a, a cauliflower rice uh, dish the other night that was fantastic. Um, I've got uh, sort of a steak fajita meal uh, that uh, these are just, I mean, they're just like, especially during this, this kind of lockdown. And I'm like, um, you know, what are we going to do for, oh, wait, I know we have all these, you know, we have all these amazing uh, frozen dinners that, and they're, and they, I just cook them up. It takes, I don't know, six minutes to cook them up in the, the skillet dishes you cook in a, in a, in a fry pan with avocado oil. Uh, they taste fantastic. Again, I know where all the ingredients come from. They're all organic, uh, you know, ethically sourced, uh, grass fed. In the case of the steaks, um, the, um, I mean, we, the, the beef, the beef and mushroom bowl is sort of, uh, my daughter's, uh, recipe because she used to make this chili and she doesn't like beans in her chili. And um, so she started using mushrooms instead of beans to give it that that particular mouthfeel in addition to the meat. And the next thing you know, um, she's got an amazing uh, chili bowl. Now, because we don't have here's the thing, because we don't have chili beans in it, we can't call it chili. So it's a beef mushroom bowl, but it's basically a, a beef chili, right? Well, also, let's give a shout out to your daughter's book, Kitchen Intuition, which anyone can get at primalblueprint.com. And uh, that's a lovely cookbook. And it's really, really, really fun. So yeah, no, she's she's good in the kitchen for sure. Yeah. So um, let's see, we have so we got the steak fajitas, we have the beef and mushroom bowl, uh, we have the chicken teriyaki uh, skillet. Um, I just had the chicken fried cauliflower rice the other night. Um, probably my favorite one is the chicken Penang curry. So that's uh, that's a bowl, and that again, it, the bowls just heat up in the microwave, and it's just you know, it's um, comp- the it actually comes in a bowl that's completely. Uh, I guess I forget what the word we can't use yet. You know, it's a sustainable thing, so it's like made of sugar cane. Um, you know, we're working to get the approved, absolute, complete, highest end green recyclable on it right now, but it's it's amazing. So um, this is to me, it's a game changer just because. Um, like I say, I don't like to, I really don't like to cook that much. And so this is perfect for me. And the, um, the macronutrient content is fantastic in terms of the amount of uh, protein, um, minimal carbs, uh, again, no added sugar, no nasty industrial seed oils, you know, all the things I look for in, in every meal I eat. Well, what I love, and I mean, I, I'm going to just talk about a few things I like, and I always, I, obviously I use all the products, but, um, couple of favorites. Well, first of all, people, if they don't know, most of the marinades and dressings, you, well, you can use them as marinades. You know, you can take that Greek dressing and throw it into a crock pot with a bunch of lamb. I mean, you know, so yep. people don't realize that I've taken the barbecue, um, the barbecue ranch and marinated chicken in that. 
That that that's delicious too. I love the golden barbecue sauce on uh, beef ribs. That's that's like a thing. And then mango jalapeno is really amazing. That's come out. I mean, there's just you have island teriyaki now, Hawaiian barbecue. Uh, everyone go to primalkitchen.com because there's just amazing products. Aside from the bowls, I mean, are you going to expand the frozen line moving from there, or where do you go next? I mean, my gosh, it's everything. Yeah. Well, I mean, w- once you start doing meals, there's not that much left. You know, people would say, well, are you going to do desserts? Well, that dessert doesn't kind of fit, you know, my whole uh, lifestyle. I mean, I'm not <laughs> I've said for the longest time, you know, what is dessert? It's the meal you eat after you've eaten a meal. I mean, it's like, uh, um, you know, it says dessert because you deserve it because you finished your plate. Maybe you shouldn't have finished your plate you know, in the first place. So so the dessert thing is a little um, that's probably that's probably out there. I don't think we'll do something like that. But, you know, there's always a. Uh, this sort of snack item thing. But for me, the, the main thing was the sauces, the dressings, the toppings. I want people, I prefer that people, you know, buy um, the best, you know, cuts of meat that they can get, uh, the freshest produce, um, and then, you know, prepare them in a way that's delicious and nutritious and good for them. And if, if my dressings and toppings and sauces uh, add flavor and utility to that meal, then so much the better. Uh, the, the meal, the frozen meal concept was like, just like the next obvious step. It's like, okay, if I don't want to prepare any of my food and, and even, you know, heat up a, a steak and then throw some, some of Mark's wonderful steak sauce on it. Um, you know, what can I do? Well, you know, you can just heat up, you can just heat up a, a steak for heated dinner. It's all done. And you got, you know, all of your, um, all the, all the food groups you want there from the sources of protein, the quality fats to the to the fiber and the vegetables or whatever it is you're looking for. It's all, it's all done for you. It tastes phenomenal. Um, speaking of Devin and my daughter and, you know, kitchen intuition and her, her book, she's a foodie and she's a super taster. And she was, she was my biggest critic on this, on the frozen food side. And she, she literally, she called me up the day she had received uh, the samplings from what we'd sent. She said, Oh my God, dad, you knocked it out of the park. She said, this is amazing. And then, you know, it's right. <laughs> then, and then I know it's right. Cause like I can say my, you know, your family is always your biggest critic, right? So um, that, was, that was great. So you you sold the company to Kraft Heinz, and a lot of people have been like, oh, no, but I hope that that won't change the integrity. I remember when Taylor Collins sold Epic to General Mills. It was the same thing. People were worried, like, will, the, you know, will this eventually float into some arena? I'm assuming if you made that deal, you said, hey, you can never put soy in my shit. <laughs> like, what? You know, like, oh, they were the, they're, they're, how do, how do you yeah. appease all of your fans that want to make sure that, you know, when you sail off into the sunset at some point, Primal Kitchen products are still going to be compliant to what you would want them to be? Right. So I sold it to Kraft Heinz, and part of the deal was my name and face stays on the label in perpetuity. So that's me. That's that's my legacy. So I told them, and they agreed. Uh, you know, there there will be um, a list of things that you will never that we never put in this product. And when I say when I say you'll never put it, they bought the company, but nothing changed. We're still in Oxnard. We still have the same team. Uh, everybody that works for Primal Kitchen. Uh, you know, in 2017, 2018 works for us now, uh, plus another, you know, 10, 20 people we've hired since then. Um, Kraft Heinz was very smart and they picked us and they said, look, we we know that we need help. We know that some of our brands uh, have not been doing well recently. And we know there's a trend. There's a change in the in the consumer. Uh, the cons- consumer is getting quite wise. Help us. Let us, you know. Let us tell us, you know, how how we can help you continue to do what you're doing. We don't want to change you. We bought you for that very reason that we don't want to change you. We want to learn from you. And that's been very gratifying. I mean, 
Kraft Heinz is a great company. It, 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 you know, they got uh, 75 legacy brands, some of which everybody knows and everybody grew up with. Um, companies like Kraft Heinz, they're a, an, a collection of, of many brands. They're not just a company that's just makes, you know, under their own name, they make, uh, you know, Planner's Peanuts, for example, was, you know, that's a Kraft Heinz brand. It's been around for a long time. Oscar Mayer, uh, Velveeta, some of these things, Jell-O, uh, um, you know, they've been around for for generations. Uh, and the food landscape is changing. And- Thanks to you. Thanks to you, really, honestly. But people would say that because, the, the, I mean, since I've worked for you, you we could not get grain-free jack-nothing out there. Now there's grain-free bread. There's gluten-free everything. Now you see Kellogg's and people moving towards, oh, great, you know, gluten-free uh, Cheerios. I mean, I mean, you've really taken this movement and all of the people that we know and the, the other authors as well, but we've taken it to a new level. And with Primal Kitchen, uh, and there's just so many great brands out there that have spawned since you started your Mayo company. And I'm glad it's getting that way because that's putting pressure and demand on the market. So we don't have to, you know, I'm tired of like going to the store, right? You pick up some kind of dressing. It says olive oil and vinegar and you turn the back and it says soy yep. oil. Yep. Yeah, that was, in fact, that was the the defining moment for me when my, you know, childhood hero, um, Paul Newman. Paul Newman. Yeah, I'm talking about his dressing. Newman's own, right? <laughs> Extra virgin yep. olive oil and vinegar dressing, and you turn it over, and it may contain soy, canola, you know, cottonseed oil, uh, corn oil, whatever. Um, yeah, that was uh, more than dis, uh, disconcerting. It was very disappointing. So that was what I wanted to do. I wanted to have the, the sort of a product that my customers would trust. I had done the work. I'd done the homework. I vetted the, the products. I tasted it because not only does it have to not have crappy ingredients, it also has to have good ingredients, like really the best of the best. And most importantly, it has to taste good because if it doesn't taste good, I don't care. I mean, I'm not going to put anything in my mouth that doesn't taste great. So that was the those are the sort of three major criteria we had for everything we do. And so what we do is we, we look at the things that people want to buy in the store but are afraid to buy because they're not very good for you right now, that the current iterations of them are not that great. And we look at, we look at them and we say we see you know how we can – how we can fix it, how we can make that type of product better. That was that was the whole thing behind the ketchup. The ketchup was a just an, an amazing. Uh, uh, I hate to use the word game changer because I don't. I hate that film. But um, but <laughs> but but the ketchup was. Yeah, let's talk about that burrito yeah, experiment. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> um, no, but the ketchup was a was kind of a a seminal moment in terms of wow, like like even though. The consumer has been very clear about what they don't want in their food. None of these large food companies have addressed that concern. None of them have been able to make an organic, unsweetened, great-tasting ketchup. Now, you can check off two of those boxes. It can be organic and unsweetened and taste like crap. It can be organic and sweetened uh, and taste horrible. Uh, and what am I saying? Organic and sweetened and, and, and tastes great, but then sweetened. It's because some of them yeah. just taste like uh, tomato paste. Right. Right. And it's just, it's just so there's no point. Right. But yeah, no, our, the ketchup is amazing. By the way, so is the mustard. I mean, even people who are mustard snobs love your mustard. And it's, 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 a, it's really interesting, isn't it? Because like, it's like one mustard out of what? How many different types of mustard can you find on the, on a shelf? Thousands. Thousands. <laughs> and they're all different. And yet you're right. That's, I'm a, I'm a mustard snob and that's my favorite mustard. And so I, when people said, well, how many flavors of mustard are you going to have? I'm like, one, because, because if I get the right mustard, that's the one I want to offer. And I, that's the one that will go with just about anything. So that was, 
that was where we were with with the, the whole mustard thing. So it's been so much fun coming up with these product ideas and and so much fun to you know to, to and I say when I talk about my company, it's not my company anymore. It's Kraft Heinz, but it is because it's me. It's my it's my heart. You know, it's, I'm still in it. I still I still I work for Kraft Heinz now. I'm I'm uh, you know I'm, I consult with them. I'm intimately involved in the running of the country uh, company. I wish I wish, it was new I wish you were running the country. We make that happen on a day to day basis. And um, and it's been a it's been a blast. And I, I really do feel like we're changing lives. We're changing the way the world eats. You really, really are. And honestly, like for the first few months when, you know, started to roll into all the stores, I couldn't walk down the aisle uh, without like tears in my eyes when I would see the Primal Kitchen products knowing, I mean, really, though, knowing just knowing you and my relationship with you and all these years and just it just makes me so happy to see the stuff on the shelves. And then I love it. Like when someone's behind me at the market, and they've got a Primal Kitchen like, you know, yeah. thing in their cart, yeah. and they don't know that I work for yeah. you guys. And I'm always just like, isn't that yeah. awesome? I yeah. love that ranch. You know, it's just like, but not saying it to say it it's really true and um yeah I, I i just so much good stuff so when do we expect that the primal kitchen frozen meals and bowls will be available um i'm thinking mid uh we ship our first uh batch out to the stores mid may great then this is going to be perfect timing will be this will be in may and sh- so shortly thereafter yeah excellent and will it be in in all the major chains as well or just whole foods or will it be you know in everything um ultimately it'll be in everything as all of our products are i don't um i just got a press release on that today and um and so i can't i can't tell for sure i'm, I'm going to say like sprouts almost always has our first things i think sprouts whole foods dave's um you know, and Will you be able to buy it directly ever or no? So we're, we're right now we're um, we're not we, you know because it's frozen it's difficult to ship for us to ship we don't have the means to ship it direct like if I shipped it to you it would have to dry be ice. you know in dry ice and all that stuff but um, Thrive Market will start having it uh, on there uh, as one of their offerings within just a few weeks and so so even though you you may not be near a place that has um, immediate access in your local store, you could order on Thrive Market. And, and Thrive, as you know, is always a great deal for, for people who don't know about Thrive Market. So last question is, during this quarantine time, you know, we're all kind of locked up. Obviously, I know you have a great space uh, in Miami, and you know, I know you can get outside a bit. But w- what have you either learned about yourself during this time or what have you found that you needed to sort of augment in order to deal with some of the weirdness of this situation? It's weird to not be able to go see your daughter you yeah. know, travel around like you love yeah. to. Uh, I mean, yeah. What, what's been going on in your mind with that? Well, um, I have a real strong point of view about the way this is being handled and it's not a very good one. So I don't want to necessarily share it share it with people, but it, that's been kind of the worst part about being cooped up is being alone, alone with my thoughts. And I actually have written some of it down, um, and shared it with some friends, but I won't, I won't go there. But what I will say is that, um, uh, I, I, I've been playing drums, uh, learning drums. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I could show you my drum kit. That's like my favorite instrument. That's literally like a dream come true, but you know, you grow up and you want drums and it's like, where are you going to put that in the neighbors? Like you're right. so it's like a, kind of one of those instruments. Well, yeah. So I have an electronic drum set. So it's, it's amazing. I put a headset on it, you know, if you walked in the room, you'd hear pit, 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 pit. But if you know, it, uh, you, with my headset, boom, chaka, chaka, boom, chaka, chaka. You know, so it's uh, it's a great. What'd you do during quarantine? Mark started a band, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> so then, I just I almost hate to say this. So the other day, I bought a keyboard. Um, oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> and then I bought, and then I bought a kneeboard. 
but uh, are you gonna be like Stevie Wonder? You're gonna be like playing. <laughs> so I'm I'm figuring um, if I'm gonna do anything while I'm here, I'm I'm, I'm learning drums. Um, I'm just getting started on the keyboard, and because uh, I've got the time, right? And uh, so that's kind of what I'm. I thought, well, if if I'm gonna be cooped up and uh, you know have to do stuff, then uh, I'll 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 use the time wisely and do it do something that gives me pleasure and. And, uh, and challenging your brain and your dexterity. And the irony of all of this is that um, is that even though I'm cooped up all day, I have so much going on in terms of what I'm reading and what I'm writing, and that I don't have time for the drums or the, or the keyboard. No, I do. I shouldn't say that. I, but um, <laughs> it's just because uh, I, I, I fit toys. it in every day. But but still. Well, you know, I was thinking during this time, one of the things that came up for me actually uh, was this thought, which actually goes back to one of the primal blueprint laws of avoid stupid mistakes. Okay. And I was thinking about this because I feel like I'm more mindful now because like, even like cutting vet, like I'm not a scaredy cat who walks around afraid that they're going to like cut themselves. But, you know, I've been more mindful thinking like, now's not the time to break a damn ankle. Now's not the time to accidentally cut yourself. Well, so I, I feel like this whole thing has made me even more mindful and kind of on that primal blueprint law of like, yeah, you know, I was hiking with a friend and we're going to cross a a, a creek and there were some rocks and you know it's sketchy and we thought you know what yeah, yeah. probably not now now's not the time. and not because just because we don't want to go white crowd an overcrowded hospital now's not the time to go into an urgent care right if we don't have to so i feel like in a way this has kind of brought me around to being a little bit more mindful about some of my movements and activities if that makes any sense you know totally, totally makes sense i've had the same thoughts carrie and i go for a bike ride uh twice a week i have a fat bike a real a, a nice lightweight fat bike she has a electric fat bike so she can keep up with me uh wink wink but um you know but but we because the beach is closed we have to go on the streets and on the sidewalks and stuff like that now thankfully there aren't many cars out um but still you're right it's like okay wait a minute i don't i gotta be real cautious about this because uh same thing i don't want to have a i don't want to crash and wind up in the emergency room um you know i was even thinking about dusting off my old uh, inline skates uh because it's again the streets are like wide open, but uh, that's you know that's again that's sort of maybe courting disaster at at my age now. If you know a fall a fall on skates because I go pretty fast on skates, um, you know could be could be uh, pretty devastating. So you're right um, that that primal blueprint law just comes into uh, into play more than ever. Avoid stupid mistakes. For, for sure. Um, it's, uh, yeah, no, this is a really interesting time and also a great time for people to, well, I want to say this. So the other thing, um, avoid poisonous things, another primate blueprint law. When we got on a primal kitchen company call not too long ago, uh, everybody wanted to check in, say, hey, all the employees, you know, most of us work from home, but you guys got on a call and Morgan was talking for a while and then she switched to you and she said, Hey Mark, do you have any thoughts? And the first thing <laughs> out of your mouth, the first thing out of your mouth was like, I was like, Oh, it's so great. You said, yeah, I kind of, uh, I, this is what I have to say right now about the coronavirus situation. Don't eat sugar. Yeah. That's literally like the first thing was out of your mouth. It wasn't like, Hey everybody, I've got news on this. It was, by the way, let me start with this. So I know we're going to impress upon people. Now is really not the time. Now is the time. And this goes back to your 21-day body transformation, total body transformation, which is you can sit on the couch and get fat adapted. You can sit on the couch and get fat adapted. You just need to exercise willpower with food for about 21 days, 30 days. This is the time to do it, right? Yep, exactly. No, and that whole thing about about, um, sugar, because this is – 
um, this is a question of immunity and, and your immune system, if you, if you get this, your immune system is either going to save you or not. And the worst thing you can do for your immune system is consume sugar, full stop. I mean, stress, yeah, you don't want stress and you don't want to be, you know, in, in a, uh, uh, inflammatory state, et cetera, et cetera. But by reducing or cutting, cutting back sugar, if you avoid sugar, that's like step one to shoring up your immune system. So that, that I, I sort of had second thoughts after I said that to 80 people, but I mean, it's like, <laughs> no, it was it, the best advice you could yeah, have given us. Yeah. 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 So we'll awesome. See. Well, thank you so much. And so great to have you on and um, looking forward to getting back to life where I can uh, see you when you come into town. Yeah. Aren't we all? It's going to be, it's going to be amazing when we, we can finally, um, you know, give each other a hug, Al. I mean, I have to toe tap a friend on a social distancing walk just yeah. for some social co- physical connection for real. I'm like, Hey man, toe tap me. Yeah. I gotta need some yeah. kind of connection. Crazy. All right. Well, thank you so much. And everyone we will see you next week. Hey, Primal Blueprint listeners, no dairy in your life? No problem. Primal Kitchen has you covered because our no-dairy vodka sauce is made with avocado oil and organic cashew butter so you can ditch the dairy and keep the decadent taste you love. Made without gluten, soy, canola oil, or artificial ingredients, this vegan plant-based sauce is paleo certified. Visit us at primalkitchen.com for more real food options from dairy-free Alfredo sauce to tomato basil marinara and a whole host of other delicious products the entire family will love. Hi folks, Mark Sisson here. If you found your way to the primal path and want to help others live primally too, then visit primalhealthcoach.com to learn how you can join our mission to help 100 million people reclaim their health and how you can turn your passion for wellness into a profitable health coaching career that you love. The world needs health coaches. The world needs you. So visit primalhealthcoach.com today to learn more.